Good morning. It's Monday, December 14th. I'm Lucas Dixon, and here are today's headlines from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Presented by the Salvation Army. In a year with fewer red kettles, help rescue Christmas for the most vulnerable. To give, ask your smart speaker to make a donation to the Salvation Army or donate at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Our top story. The Georgia Supreme Court has rejected an appeal of a lawsuit by President Donald Trump that seeks to overturn the state's election results. The president filed the lawsuit in Fulton County Superior Court December 4th. But on Friday, he appealed the case directly to the Supreme Court. The appeal said procedural miscues it blamed on the county meant the case would not be heard before Monday, the day the Electoral College is set to formally name Joe Biden the next president. The appeal asked the Georgia Supreme Court to consider the merits of its case before Monday. But late Saturday, the court rejected the appeal. The court said it had no jurisdiction in the case because the Fulton County judges ordered they appealed, setting the case on a normal timetable instead of an expedited timetable, was not a final judgment subject to direct appeal to the Supreme Court. In other news... Author Terry Kay often told the story of Pat Conroy coercing him into becoming a novelist. The yarn always ended with Kay saying, For a boy who never wanted to write a book, it's been a splendid adventure. The author's many admirers could say the same after reading one of his beloved books. Kay, 82, a masterful storyteller and author of the internationally acclaimed novel To Dance with the White Dog, died Saturday, December 12, 2020. He was diagnosed with stage 4 liver cancer in August. The family posted news of his passing on the author's Facebook page, and his daughter, Heather K. Fleury, confirmed the news to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. K., who lived in Athens, is survived by his wife, Tommy Duncan K., four children, ten grandchildren, and three great-grandchildren. In Politics Georgia's 16 Democratic electors will formally cast their ballots for President-elect Joe Biden on Monday in a simple statehouse ceremony that will mark an outsized moment in state politics. The often overlooked process will force top Republicans to confront a new challenge. With the Electoral College vote cemented, will they continue to echo President Donald Trump's false claims of a stolen election or cast their full focus toward the January 5th U.S. Senate runoffs? The 16 Georgians who will officially make Biden the first Democrat to capture the state since 1992 are a cross-section of the state party. Politicians and power brokers, local legislators and activists, high-powered lawyers, and civil rights veterans. This group of electors has none of the drama that was attached to the Republican contingent from Georgia four years ago that was under siege to withhold votes from Trump after his stunning victory. And finally... Any day now, weary healthcare workers in medical facilities throughout Georgia will be lining up to receive the first doses of a COVID-19 vaccine that's expected to put America on a path to normalcy. At the same time, residents and workers will be rolling up their sleeves in the state's nursing homes, which have borne the brunt of Georgia's deaths during the coronavirus pandemic, but are far from alone in the suffering. What seemed impossible back in the spring is quickly becoming reality. COVID-19 vaccines are being developed, tested, and released in record time. But the vaccine challenges are hardly over. In Georgia, success in getting the vaccine into the arms of residents largely will rely on a patchwork of preparations. That means that even if the vaccine is ready to go, some facilities won't be. 
That's all for today. Check back each weekday morning for more from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution or go to AJC.com. Have a great day.